Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for January 4th. How is everyone doing today? My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. I have my website, ETOF21 Sports 21. Fantasy football rankings will be updated Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. All my betting spread spreadsheets up on there. Uh, horse racing spreadsheets up on there. For those that like the horses, I will be posting plays at etof21sports underscore horse underscore racing. All I ask is if you follow the horse racing plays and you hit something, please donate to the Barstool Sports Fund for the small businesses. I know about those Barstool guys more than most. I can't really talk about my little history with those douchebags. But I will say this, I like what they're doing. This is a good thing. I fully support it. So if you hit big following one of my horse bets, just throw a little cheddar toward the small businesses, you know, because during this pandemic, you know, they're hit hard. I mean, could you guys imagine starting a business and boom, because of a global pandemic, it's over. So like I said, if you do that, you know, just if you hit a winner because of me, on the horse racing, just just throw those guys a little cheddar. Wow. Last weekend of the NFL season. Holy shit. All my friends kind of kid with me because they always know my history with field goal kickers. And I'll get to that later. But I swear to God, the amount of bets I lose because of fucking field goal kickers is just astro-fucking-nomical to me. Astro-fucking-nomical to me. But for those that aren't familiar with the podcast on Monday, it's pretty simple. Podcast on Monday. We dive into every game. I just kind of give you my little tidbits. I mean, I'm back in Illinois now, back from visiting my folks. So I'll be able, I have the time, go through game by game, kind of break down what I think of the teams going into the playoffs, going into the off seasons, kind of get an insight into the crazy mind, which is known as Eric. So let's dive in, right into it. Vikings 37, Lions 35. There was the worst call of the day was made when I believe it was Walker from the Lions sacked Cousins at a fourth and goal play from the one-yard line. And if you're a Lions fan, this is nothing new to you. Lions get screwed more than any team in the NFL by the officials. And that was an awful fucking call. There was no way in hell that play was a roughing the passer. That play just extended the drive. That was a football play. That was a tackle. Lions... Everyone's saying with the draft pick, the Lions should look at getting a quarterback. I'll be honest with you guys. None of these quarterbacks really move the needle for me. I have gone on record by saying I really don't know about Lawrence. I think he is the real deal, but he hasn't progressed from this season, from his freshman season to his sophomore season to his third season. And that kind of has me a little bit worried for him. Is that just because he's lazy? Is that just because he doesn't know how to work? Because the NFL game and the college game are a lot different. The other guys on the draft board, I mean, Wilson's got, I'm worried about Wilson, worried about Fields. The kid from North Dakota State, I need to see a little bit more time from. So, I mean, this rant about quarterbacks and the Lions, just to me, means how I look at it is they need to stop spend every pick on their defense they don't need to be wasting picks on offense offensively they're fine offensive line is fine i know jones and galladay are both free agents 
But this draft, this free agent class for wide receivers is insane. There's tons of free agents. They'll be able to kind of pick who they want. I wouldn't get rid of Stafford quite yet. $25 million contract takes a big thing in a salary cap lead to overcome. Every pick should be on the defensive end for sure. And in terms of coaching, I know a lot of people want to go to the San Francisco defensive coordinator, Robert Salina, but the thing is, is usually after you have one quarter, usually if you, you have a defensive-minded coach, and then you go to an offensive-minded coach. You usually just don't go defense-defense. And I, I want an offensive coach. It's an offensive league. I want an offensive coach. I've been vocal. I want Brady to go there. I don't think they'll even interview Joe Brady just because the Lions are that dysfunctional. But I just really am worried that this team is going to have to weigh Stafford away and that they're going to trade Stafford and take a quarterback with this top pick, and that would be disastrous for this for this franchise. Vikings, I mean, they just have a young back four. Curdy has a big contract, you know, but... If the team is manageable, I mean, you, you give Cousins Jefferson, that's a weapon. You give him Thielen, that's a weapon. You got Delvin Cook. If the defense was just average, this team would have been a playoff team this year. This team's offense is better than last year's offense. And defensively, that's just what they need. They need a pass rusher, and those young secondary guys just need to get better. They just need more reps. And that's what's going to happen next year. This team's going to be a little bit more sneaky. They do need to add a pass rusher, have it be in the draft or in the offseason. If they do that, this is going to be a dangerous team next year. Dolphins, 26. Bills, 56. I tried to warn all you guys about Tua. I, I straight up told you. I told you guys every single one of his fucking deficiencies. Every single one. And every deficiency I have pointed out is true. And here's a little secret about you guys. I have been contacted before to be an NFL scout. And I just don't want to do it just because of the long ass hours and everything. First time was a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And then, hell, I'm friends with a couple of guys that have office positions in the league. I know a couple of coaches and they've reached out to me before about doing it. But with it, with my stage in my life, like starting out as a scout, there's no way. If I would have done it when I was in my early 20s, oh, yeah, I definitely would have done it. But at the stage I am in my life, I just can't do that now. But the fact I have people reaching out for me to do it, I kind of know my scout game. My scout game's kind of on point, guys. So if I tell you guys a scout about somebody, you know, it's it's going to be right. So let me know when I can do my victory lap about Tua. It's going to be interesting with that third pick, what they do. Is Tua really, do, are they just going to give up on Tua? Because I've, I've said Tua's, Tua's ceiling is Marcus Mariota. That's his ceiling. He's not an elite quarterback. His ceiling is Marcus Mariota. And if the Dolphins think one of these guys is the next guy, I mean, do they do they roll the dice? Like if Fields is on the board, do they take Fields? Because I have question marks about Fields too. So I just don't know. Like I just don't know what they're going to do with that third pick. But a lot of that's kind of hinging on what the Jets do. I mean, if the Jets take a quarterback, that offensive lineman is going to be there. And I think building the offensive line, if that guy from kid from Oregon is on the board, that's the best play for them. Or if he's gone, I'd trade down and just acquire more draft capital. But long term, Tua, I, he's not the answer. He's not the answer at all. Bills, I mean, Jesus Christ. 
I this I will give credit where credit is due. This team is better than I thought they would be. The leaps that Allen has made in his game is astronomical. He's balls are more accurate, throwing the ball better. He still runs the ball a little bit too much for my liking, and I really feel that's gonna take a toll on him sooner rather than later. Defensively, you know, they still have a little bit of issue stopping the run. Good against the pass. Stopping the run. And who do they play this week? Something to think about. Hint, hint. Something. I think that game is going to be good. I think that game is going to be really good. I think that Colts game is going to be... I think the Colts-Bills has the potential to be the best game of the weekend. It's the first game next week. And I'm so pumped for that game. So pumped for that game. Hopefully the Colts have everyone on the defensive front. Hopefully the Bills, Beasley. I, I just want everyone to be healthy because I'm so looking forward to that game. So looking forward to that game. But Bills are going to be a tough out, playing the best out of anyone right now. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be able to do it when the light's on. Is Allen going to be able to do what he's doing now on the biggest stage of them all in the playoffs? Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Ravens 38. Bengals three. I mean, Ravens are a dangerous team right now. Lamar Jackson, he's being more accurate. He's running the ball. They're starting to get people back on the defensive end. Campbell, Humphreys, Peters, all those guys are coming back. This, this If there's one team I wouldn't want to play, obviously, be, besides Chiefs and Bills, it'd be the Ravens. This team is dangerous right now. This team is clicking. If Lamar can make some throws, this is going to be a tough fucking out. Bengals put up three. Do they move on from Zach Taylor? I mean, the Bengals, to me, are an interesting team. I think Burrow's going to help them become better. They still need to shore up that offensive line. You know, when they draft, do they draft the kid from LSU who Burrow played with? Or do they go offensive lineman? I would definitely go offensive lineman because Burrow cannot take the ass kicking he's been taking. To me, that's a no-brainer. Steelers, 22. Browns, 24. Here's the thing for me. My dad has a saying. This is my this is my dad's saying. And you guys have probably heard me say it a million times. Winners win. Winners win. And the fact that the Browns shit themselves against the Giants, I thought they were going to lose this game. And they probably should have. Because the second half... Excuse me, the fourth quarter, they played not to lose. I mean, they're a two-point a two-point conversion away from being tied with the Steelers, and the Steelers were sitting on the majority of the players. And here's my thing. How the hell does Nick Chubb only get 14 carries? And th- this is my thing. And another thing why... I didn't trust Skafanski. I didn't know if he was going to understand in-game management. And the fact that Mayfield's throwing the ball 27 times and Chubb is only running 14 in a must-win game says all you need to know. And for those of you that are saying, Eric, whoa, timeout, timeout. He's he's playing the Steelers, man. He's playing the Steelers, dude. That's a good D. That's a real good D. All right, so let's look at the Steelers' last game. The game before, they played the Indianapolis Colts. They gave up 127 yards rushing to the Indianapolis Colts. The day before the game, excuse me, the game before that, 
they played the Cincinnati Bengals. Against the Cincinnati Bengals, they gave up 152 yards of rushing. Against the Buffalo Bills, they gave up 104 yards of rushing. Against the Washington football team, they gave up 45 yards rushing. So if you look at their last three games, three out of the four have been 100 yards rushing. They've given up. So this narrative that the Steelers are all that against the run, eh, I want my best player touching the ball the most. And Chubb by far is that team's best player. Not fucking Mayfield. Not Mayfield at all. And if you think it's Mayfield, I'm sorry. It is not. So that would be my big worry. The in-game adjustment of Skafanski. Is Skafanski going to understand the situation? Understand what to do? Steelers, I mean, they're going to go as Big Ben goes. So, like, is this week going to help them? Did it get get them better? I don't know. You know, line's in at three and a half right now. Pure stay away from me and my guys. Crazy to think, though, that Juju Smith and Connor are, are gone after this season for the Steelers. And here's the thing about Juju, and this is the thing that, again, I said this about Juju after AB left, and people said I was a buffoon. There's a big difference from being the secondary guy that teams really don't plan for to being the man. And when P- when Juju overtook the role of being the man when Antonio Brown left, you saw that he wasn't good enough to do that. It's a whole different ballgame when teams plan for you versus teams are kind of say, oh, you know what, let this kid get his. We want to stop this guy. And Juju just can't get the separation against the top cornerbacks or when teams scheme against them. Hmm. Who said that a couple years ago? Oh, yeah, it was me. You're welcome. Next game, Jets 14, Patriots 28. Is Cam done? I mean, the the Patriots already said they're not bringing Cam back. Is Cam gone? The only realistical place I could see him going would be Washington to reunite with Ron Riviera. But if you're Ron, do you want him or do you want Alex Smith? Do you want to try to get Stanford? Try to get Wentz? I don't know. I, I, I think those other guys would be better options. Cam Newton could possibly be done in the NFL, which is crazy to me. Also, the Patriots have an insanely high pick this year. What are they going to do? Are they going to take a gamble on Mark, Mark Jones? They're going to try to get a quarterback, get some weapons. Belichick... He's kind of like Sean Payton. He tries to get a little too fancy with the draft, kind of like Payton does in the playoffs, and that always ends up costing the Saints, and, you know, it's cost the Patriots. Patriots have no offensive playmakers, man, absolutely none. And they got Michelle and Harris in the backfield, but are those guys really needle movers? Nah, not really, not really at all. Jets, best news ever, Gaze is out. You got to decide if you're going to move on from Darnold. What are you going to do with that two pick? Are you going to take Fields? Are you going to take the offensive lineman from Oregon? You know what are you going to do if they take the offensive lineman or trade back? Obviously, they're saying that Darnold is our guy, which is a mistake. Uh, Darnold is not that good. And here's the thing that people don't understand: all these so-called self-called experts that I see on social media. If the quarterback plays year one and he still makes the mistakes in year two meaning 
misreading coverages, not seeing where the blitz is coming from, stuff like that. That's not going to change. And does Darnold still have the issues with that from year one till now? Yeah. So he's not, he's not getting better and he's not picking stuff up. So he's done. Yeah, he's done. Career backup. He's done. So I hate to say it, but adios. I think they should move on for him. If I'll tell you what, if I were the Jets, I would look to trade back, acquire a couple more pieces because they do need help on the offensive and defensive line, build the team through there. And if I could get Mark Jones, I would take a gamble on him that in in the late later second round. Sorry, second round later first. That's what I would do. That's that's what I would do if I were the Jets right there. I'd take a gamble on Jones. I but I wouldn't gamble a high pick on Wilson or Fields at this point right now. Granted, I haven't dove deep into my scouting stuff, but just on my initial st- stuff I've seen, I haven't been that impressed by Wilson or Fields as other people have. Next game, Cowboys 19, Giants 23. The thing about the Giants is they just got in their own ways. I mean, Ingram dropped ball, Joe Judge chasing points. This team should have won that Eastern Division title, but they shot themselves in the foot. Ingram, he has a lot of bad drops. Are they going to move on from, from him? They probably should. For this team putting up six wings and dealing with the injuries that they did, that's a pretty good effort. Daniel Jones, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I think if they had the top pick, they would have took Lawrence. But I think the fact they don't have the top pick, they're going to roll with Jones. I, he's a mid-range quarterback, mid-tier quarterback. Him and him and May, him and Mayfield are basically the same thing. With the right scheme and a run-heavy offense, they can be sufficient enough to lead a team to the playoffs. That's it. Ceiling. And if the, the Giants are happy with that, they're happy with that. But I don't really think where they're drafting, there's going to be a game-changing quarterback. So I would just kind of keep the build the core from there. In terms of the Cowboys, I mean, it all comes down to what are you going to do with Prescott? Are you going to sign Prescott or not? Obviously, they probably are. Offensive line was awful this year. And then they have three wide receivers, Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper Cup. Obviously, what I would do is I would look to trade Michael Gallup, who I think is a decent player trade him, get a fifth a fifth or a sixth round pick for him to one of these teams that needs a wide receiver just because Cowboys are so strapped for cash and they need to start building up that team again. That This window has crashed. They did a great job of building the offensive line, but now all those guys are banged up or retired. So they need to start the process all over again. And they have such a top-heavy roster with Elliott, Cooper eating up so much payroll and soon Prescott. So I really think the window on this team has closed until they can get somebody else until they re- reset the process. Next team, Falcons, Bucks, Bucks 44, Falcons 27. God, I had that Bucks under nine and a half. You know, they won a couple of games that they shouldn't have, but they are peaking going to the playoffs. Great matchup the first round against Washington. Washington's going to have their hands full trying to stop them they'll need an immaculate effort from chase young to get to brady to make brady feel uncomfortable brady's throwing dimes right now he is seeing the field he's getting the ball all over he's playing great 
playing great. Granted, the competition hasn't been that strong, but he's playing great. Falcons, obviously the million-dollar question with the Falcons is what do you do? Do you move on from Matt Ryan? You know, what, they got the fourth pick, fourth or fifth-round pick. So that means they could get a Wilson or a Fields, sit him behind Ryan. And you got Julio. Do you move Julio? You got Ridley waiting to be wide receiver one when he leaves. There's just a lot of questions with this team. And like, who do they go? I mean, I think that their replacement coach, who I'm spacing on his name, Rohim, I think he did a good job. But are you, obviously everyone wants to be enemy right now. So I don't know what they're going to do in terms of their coach. But this is an interesting situation. I th- really, part of me thinks Ryan's gone. Part of me thinks Ryan's going to be in San Francisco next year. Gun to my head, I'd say Ryan in San Francisco next year, and they draft the quarterback. Saints, 33. Bri- Panthers, 7. Panthers are in the same position. Or do they move on from Teddy Bridgewater? I was adamant that Teddy Bridgewater was not the guy going into the season. Adamant. I'm not a Teddy, I'm not a Teddy Two Gloves guy. I'm just not. And the last draft, they did all defense. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Rule and company go all offense this draft. And starting at the quarterback position, and if Wilson or Fields is still on the board, taking one of those guys with where they pick. So that is a little interesting situation with the Panthers. Saints, they just need to get healthy. Reports are this is Breeze's last year. Thomas is banged up. Kamara on the COVID list. They have the Bears the first round. And here's the thing. I have made a decent amount of money just fading the Saints in the playoffs. I don't. I have not locked in a, a side for this game yet. But Sean Payne always finds a way in the playoffs to get too fucking cute, and it costs the Saints something. So I just, I'll have to kind of look a little bit more into that. How convenient the game was moved to Sunday so Kamara can play. Hmm, interesting way to help the NFL. So, yeah, the Saints team, their defense is great. Offensively, just have not looked good. Even when, like, Taysom Hill, they're running a high school offense. I just... Yeah, this is going to be a tough team. If, if they don't have Kamara, I think the Bears game could be a little bit closer. But that's a big if right now. And them obviously playing on Sunday is helping them. Next game, we are looking at Packers 35, Bears 16. A couple turnovers by the Bears. You know, the game was neck and neck. A couple turnovers by the Bears in the fourth quarter, you know, gave the Packers this game. Bears should have at least been in within the in the number. Aaron Rodgers basically is the MVP this year. And it just kind of shows you guys what type of personality Rodgers has. He kind of has that fuck you. You know, he was upset. I know, I know for a fact he was upset when the Packers drafted Jordan Love and he just showed off with this play on the field. He said, fuck you. This is what I'm gonna fucking do, and I'm gonna fuck your shit up. And he had a hell of a season. But he is audibling a lot. So I know LaFleur is upset with the amount of audibles he's doing. And it's just a matter of time before shit hits the flan with those two. But when you're winning, you're winning. And people don't fucking care. That's the thing. When you're winning, people don't fucking care. And I really think that there is going to be a time in the playoffs when shit hits the fan. And you're going to see a little eruption on the sidelines between these two. Colts 28, Jaguars 14. Can I just say thank you to Frank Wright, who his understanding, hey, I have Jonathan Taylor. 
I'm going to let him run the ball 30 motherfucking times. I have been calling this for a while. And finally, finally, the Colts did it. Taylor, 30 for 253. Fucking game against that new awful, just the awful Jaguars defense. I mean, it is just a great game. And Bills struggle against the run. And I really think it's going to be the same game plan of just pounding Jonathan Taylor. I cannot wait for that game this Saturday. Jaguars. Oh, back to the Colts. I've been saying it since March. I mean, I've said it on here. I've said it when I went to the Gino Bacala podcast. This Colts team is a championship team. If Rivers doesn't turn the ball over and everyone's healthy on defense. This is a championship-level team, and I'm really excited for them in the playoffs. In terms of the Jaguars, this is an interesting job. Real interesting job. $100 million in camp space, top pick overall. Obviously, you have a chance to get Trevor Lawrence, and that $100 million is very, very, very enticing to lure off some game-changers there on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. God. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Urban Meyer, I don't really think I'd go with Urban Meyer, though. If I would want to get a coach, I would want to. Joe Brady, Biennemi, the offensive coordinator from Buffalo. I, I just think that's a real interesting job. I wouldn't go with Urban Meyer, though. I, I just think Meyer's a college coach, and I just don't think his. Coaching style would get to the professional level players. Next game, Heartbreak City. Titans 41, Texans 38. We have the Texans plus a 7.5 and, and a straight up win plus 289. This Titans defense is awful. Back four is terrible. They're not getting to the pass rusher enough. And we need to be aware of that when we're looking at games if you're personally capping it yourself. Case in point, this weekend they are playing the Baltimore Ravens. And what do the Ravens struggle to do? Throwing the ball. What do the Titans struggle to do? Defending the pass. What do the Ravens like to do? Run the ball. What are the Titans decent defending? Running the ball. So that's not really a matchup we can look to attack and exploit fading the Titans. But later down the line, maybe. Maybe we'll be able to find something that we're going to be able to take advantage of. Offensively, I mean, Derrick Henry's just a monster. And here's the thing. I thought Henry was going to have some wear and tear on his body with how much he touched the ball. Obviously, I was wrong. Is next year the year he's going to have the wear and tear issues? Because he was he going to be 27, 28 next year? After all these touches the last two years and all that grinding on his body, eventually he's going to start to slow down. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was next year. And I'm going to avoid him again in fantasy. In terms of the Texans... I just, the thing with the Texans is they don't have a draft pick this year in the first round. I mean, if they had that third round pick and they could get another offensive lineman or a game changer on the defensive end, that would be huge for them. But they do not have a first, and I don't even think they have a second round pick this year. So they're up a creek without a paddle. And I'll be honest, if I'm one of these top tier coaches, you guys have to realize when you go to a, a gig, a place to coach, you get three years. You get three years to be their coach. If you have a three-year window, okay, and they don't have a first or second round pick in year one, I wouldn't want to go there. 
I'll be honest. I, there's no way I would fucking want to go there. Your window to win as a coach is just so small. You can't afford to leave game-changing players on the sidelines and miss out on them. I would want to rather go to San Diego. San Diego, what am I talking about? God, I'm old. Los Angeles for the Chargers. Falcons have a top pick. Jaguars have a top pick and all that money. Lions, you have a quarterback, a good offensive lineman, or the Jets. I would put all those jobs over this Texans job because they do not have two picks, their first and their second round pick in the NFL draft. But you do have Deshaun Watson there. And him and Greg Roman. I, I, I think him and Greg Roman, because Watson can run the ball with like Lamar does, would be very, very interesting. But like I said, if I was Greg Roman and I could go to the Jets or wherever, I would I would probably go there instead of this Texans job. Next game, Chargers 38, Chiefs 21. I mean, Chiefs are basically resting anyone, so you can't really take anything from the Chiefs side of the ball. But I will say this, boys and girls. Historically, if a team rests players and they have a bye, that first week coming back in the playoffs, they're kind of slow starters. Just kind of something to remember. In terms of the Chargers, this team is way too talented to have as many losses as they have. Herbert, uh, he's playing better than I thought he would. He, again, my main thing with him is he doesn't throw people open. He throws when you're open, and that hasn't changed. But he is making some throws, and I didn't think he'd be as accurate as he was. And he's doing a good job. He's doing better than I thought he would. This could be one of the jobs, one of the guys where I was actually wrong on. Happens time to time. I'm not right on everybody. Defensively, they have two good pass rushers. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. And this is the better offensive line than Phillip Rivers had during his tenure in Los An- in when he's San Diego slash Los Angeles. This team should know where... This team should be playing this weekend. There's no excuse for this team not to be playing this weekend. None at all. None at fucking all. And the fact they're not is pure on Anthony Lynn. He's obviously let go. And this job is the premier job. If I am Biennemi, Brady, whoever, this is the job. This would be number one. Uh, This is the job I would want. Hands down. No questions about it. Next game, Raiders, Broncos. I mean, these Raiders... Nice. Do you move on from Gruden? I really think you should. And what do you do with Derek Carr? You got a running back in Jacobs, but he's being run into the ground like Gruden ran Cadillac Anderson into the ground. So that is a worry. You have no wide receivers. Darren Waller is your best wide receiver, but he's a tight end. Henry Ruggs was an awful pick. They drafted that kid from Ohio State in the first round who week after week is making awful plays, awful coverages getting burned one-on-one and cover two biting on fakes when he shouldn't it's just awful I mean if you're the Raiders I think you got to move on from Gruden and probably got to move on from Carr too don't get me wrong I love Derek Derek Carr and in fact if he didn't get hurt that one year when they had him Crabtree who's that other wide receiver Amari Cooper they probably I think they could have won a Super Bowl that year was it three or four years ago and then you got that nasty knee injury. I really think they, the Raiders could have won a Super Bowl back then. Broncos, Vangio needs to go. They already said he's coming back, but his usage of timeouts when the Raiders were confused, 
is just mind-boggling to me. Raiders didn't have the right personnel on the field, and Vangio takes a timeout. So that way the defense could get set. Dude, read the fucking situation, bro. Is Locke the guy or not? Like I said, ever since Locke didn't wear the mask and was in that COVID stuff, I really think that you need to move on from him. If that guy can't show that leadership skill, you need to move on from him. Next game, Cardinals 7, Rams 18. Obviously, the Rams are playing with a backup quarterback from the counting guy. Cardinals, Murray got hurt. The main thing for me is if Goff's going to be back, I really think this Rams team can go into Seattle and straight up win. But that's a big if. Big, big if. Thump the surgery, the whole nine yards, that's going to be huge. I Line says that even the lines makers don't know what they're going to do. Right now it's at four and a half. That means it's right in the middle. If Goff is playing, this game is going to be at a one or a pick. If Goff isn't playing, this line is going to be over seven and a half. So even the Lions makers don't even know if Goff is playing or not. In terms of the Cardinals, Murray obviously got hurt, threw everything off the script. They need to get rid of Kingsbury. Kingsbury is an offensive coordinator. Kingsbury needs to go back to college. Need to get a real coach in there. Who? I don't know. Maybe an Eric Bieniemy. Greg Roman. Greg Roman with Kyle Murray would be interesting. But I just really think they need to move on from Kingsbury, but I don't think they will. I think they need to do, but I don't think they will. Seahawks, 26. 49ers, 23. The Seahawks team, the defense, I has been getting better and better. But guys, like they were almost giving up 500 yards a fucking game. How the fuck can they even get better doing that? They can't. They can't at all. And that's the thing. When you're that fucking bad, you can only fucking improve. When you're that fucking bad, you can only fucking improve. And I still have serious doubts if this defense can carry, not even carry, can just help them get to the Super Bowl, can get stops. Offensively, they've been looking worse and worse because they're running the ball a little bit more. I, I do trust Chris Carson's who's banged up. Penny. Hide? I don't. I don't at all. At all. And I really, like, Seattle's that team that's just going to shit the bed or they're going to go to the NFC Championship game and lose. That that's They're one of the two things. That's what's going to happen with Seattle. And I have no idea which one is going to be there. And who else, looking at the end of the year stats... And you see that Tyler Lockett had 100 catches. And you're like, how? How the fuck did Tyler Lockett have 100 catches? That just blows my fucking mind when I'm looking at this. Seeing Locke just had 100 catches. Just got a notification on my phone that Dolphins fired Changeli, offensive coordinator. It was a real strange hire. And I talked about this in the pre season show i'll just dive into this real quick then we'll go back to you know the regular scheduled stuff the fitzpatrick's best years were when chan gailey was running the offense and under gailey's offense so that's where i really thought fitzpatrick was going to be the guy and they're going to draft an offensive lineman going in the draft and then they drafted tua and tua in an offense like gailey's really isn't going to be efficient tua needs a very run-based, West Coast, dink-and-duck type offense to have any chance of being adequate in this league. Any chance. 
and which galleys when it's spread you need a cannon of an arm to do it it's it's just a bad mix so that's that and obviously they needed a scapegoat and galey scapegoated but i've said it earlier with Tua as that quarterback dolphins aren't going anywhere anywhere at all but back to the 49ers 49ers is garoppolo the guy I mean, the 49ers had so many injuries. They're up against it since the beginning of the year. Losing Bosa totally changes the defense. Sherman was hurt. You know, you have Williams coming back from not playing. You have Garoppolo getting hurt. Hurt. It was, for them to be as good as they were, really speaks to how good Shanahan is. And with the backfield, God, Mozart, Wilson, Coleman, everybody getting hurt. It's just, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just up against it. The big thing for them is what they're going to do with the Garoppolo. Do they move on from a Garoppolo? I really think they should. I think how Shanahan has called games, playoff games in the past, really speaks volumes to what he thinks as Garoppolo as a football player and a quarterback. So I think they really need to move on from Garoppolo. I think Matt Ryan is going to be the guy in San Francisco for next year. And the last game, Washington 20, Eagles 14. Washington is going to the playoffs. Great story for Alex Smith after that devastating injury for him to come back. Being in that situation is great. And bravo to him. Couldn't be happier. Now, on the flip side of that, Eagles. Everyone's talking a lot of shit about the Eagles, how they basically tank the game. For me, this is my situation. If you want to tank, that's fine. That's fine. But why are you playing Hurts? If that was the situation, if you're going to take this game away why the fuck are you playing Jalen Hurts it makes zero fucking sense and to hear Peterson's post game oh I really think Schofield deserved a chance to play he's been here for four years blah but I was giving him the and I was coaching the win that's bullshit you're tanking the game dude and if you want like I said if you want to tank that's fucking fine I have no issues with a team tanking I don't if you want to tank that's fine this is my issue though my issue is, if that was the plan, he, being hurt, should have not been out there. And him not being out there speaks to the lack of planning going on in the Eagles organization. And that is the bunt of all their problems. So that's it for a Reaction Monday podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone had a good new year. I did not go out. I kicked it at home, watched the movie with my brother, my parents. And yeah, that was me. Didn't I couldn't the weather was so bad, I I didn't feel like driving, just stayed home, you know, cuz I was visiting the parents in Michigan. And yeah, that was my big New Year's. Hopefully got you guys had a better New Year's than me. Be safe, be well. I will be back either Friday afternoon or Saturday with my thoughts going into the weekend. Thank you for Gina Piccolo for having me on his podcast last week. And remember, Bully the Line and I are going to be doing an NHL preview at podcast in the next couple of weeks. Be safe, be well, and I will talk to everybody later.